Hi everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome back to Lisa at the Edge. In this episode, I am joined by the awesome human being that is Michael Levan. Michael shares his story of how he got into tech. We both have a laugh and reminisce about World of Warcraft, and then we take an unexpected turn. We talk about career development, finding your passion, and then have a really honest conversation about mental health and how 2020 affected us. This episode was an absolute joy to record and I'm sure that you'll find a lot of value in our discussion. Take care. Hey Michael, Happy New Year. Welcome to the Lisa at the Edge podcast. I am super um, excited and glad to have you on this episode. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome to be here. You've had you've had a lot of really cool guests on, so hopefully I can uh, live up to the to the potential. Oh, you absolutely will. You've got an awesome you've got an awesome story to share and there's definitely a lot to learn from it. Um, So the plan for today will be to discuss how you got into tech, which is the regular theme on this podcast and share how you, you got into it. And we've, we've, when we were doing our prep, we found a a funny connection that we both both shared back in the the gaming days. Uh, So we can talk about that. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit about IT pros and their journey with cloud and, you know, to development. So whether that be becoming DevOps or an IT ops or yep. how you bring, bring that developer mindset in to the IT pro mindset in terms yep. of using code um, and automating basically everything you can. Um, yep. And you've, you've, you've spent a lot of your, your time talking about that, blogging about it, videos, all yep. sorts. So I know you've got some, some gems to share. So we'll have a, <laughs> we'll have a discussion around that. And then also, so we prepped this before Christmas, um, but you have made some new year announcements about (laughs) uh, your career and your change and and going out by yourself. So I can't wait to hear all about those. Um, That's going to be super interesting. I'm going to call this like a, what is it on the news? An exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're hyping me up. Yes, Lisa at the Edge exclusive. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I found my energy. I swear I spent most of this week like I just described myself on a call as a, I said I need to go and get myself ready for recording the first episode of the year because mm. I currently resemble a troll. And I was like, I, I feel like a little troll that lives under a bridge that randomly pops up to shout about Azure Stack HCI <laughs> like that that is literally how I've spent my first week back at work um so I'm super glad I found uh, the excitement but it's because I love doing this so I can't wait to hear your story and share your story so we're going to sure. kick off with um how you got into tech um, and how you found your way into tech because you were not into computers at all right no, yeah. So it's actually funny. I think this is probably the first time that I'm saying this publicly, uh, you know, kind of like what what happened really. But yeah. before I got into tech, uh, I was a personal trainer. So you, you can't you can't notice it now uh, with my current my current you, state. You also <laughs> can't you also can't believe I was ever in a bodybuilding competition, Michael. We can yeah. just move on. <laughs> that, that's actually crazy. It's super funny because we were talking about that during the prep and like we both did it. I did more like the power lifting competitions and stuff. And you were, you know, in the, in the bodybuilding style mm-hmm. competitions, which is crazy. Um, you know, I, I still work out, uh, you know, I, I work out like four or five times a week, but I, uh, I go more for like my health and stuff. Like I still do bodybuilding style routines, uh, but it's really more for me to just like get out there and do it, uh, versus, you know, trying to, trying to do a competition. I, I don't have time for that anymore, unfortunately, maybe one day again. Um, so yeah, so I went to school for personal training and, uh, you know, even before that I was like, I was always into fitness in high school and stuff. You know, I, I played football, you know, I, I threw shot put, uh, and discus for track and field, uh, did, did wrestling for a few years, played baseball for a few years. So I was kind of like always into like sports and stuff. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I even remember like Saturdays and Sundays, uh, was always, you know, me and my friends and even new people all the time, you know, going to the basketball court, playing basketball for hours. Um, so yeah, so it definitely wasn't something, you know, I did, I don't, I don't have that traditional, like I was programming when I was seven type of thing. (laughs) So yeah. So, um, went to school for that and 
kind of realized it just, it just wasn't for me. Uh, I think I realized like a lot of personal training is about like helping people be able to move and, uh, you know, kind of go about their daily lives and stuff. And, you know, as much as I loved helping people, I, 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 in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get people, I'm going to get clients that like want to do bodybuilding and they want to train like that. Um, but it wasn't the case. So so I was like, Sorry, most, of, most of people who go for a PT is like gen, like general population. <clears throat> so, yep. so you see it now online, right? You've got PTs who fo- specialize in like bodybuilding and stuff. And then you've got yep. PTs who sort of support that general population. And, you know, my friend, ESG Fitness, shout out, Emma Story Garden. Uh, she does a great job at that. It's hard work. Like she yep. supports her clients so well. Um, yep. But it really is about how to manage your calories and calories etc with day-to-day life make sure you're moving enough make sure you're getting in the sort of right workouts um yeah. and that's a, that's a that's a tough job and um, it takes a certain type of person to do that yeah you know what it's funny though um I, you kind of always hear these stories like hey I didn't do this before but it, it kind of helped me like transition into what I'm doing now um and, th- and that that's kind of true because one of the reasons why I wanted to be a personal trainer, obviously, because I wanted to work out all the time, but the other one was because I wanted to help people. Yes. Um, yeah. And that that's, that's what I'm doing now, you know, as an IT professional uh, with all my content and stuff. So even though it was completely different, a lot of that, that soft skill still, you know, merged into what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I realized I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, <clears throat> I was, and this was, this was like real early on. This was when I was like 18. I was like, nope don't really like this. Um, so I was like, you know, what can I do now? So I remember it was the summertime and I don't even know why, but, uh, you know, I went to like my cousin's house one day and he was super into this game called world of Warcraft or wow. Um, and I was like, man, I was like, this is pretty sweet. Like I would like get on his computer and like, I was, I didn't realize this at the time, but it was like a druid and I would like transform into like, you know, a panther and like run around or like a dolphin or, or whatever it was and like swim around. Yeah. I was like, man, that's like, pretty sweet. Um, so then I was like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I, how do I get onto this? Um, <clears throat> so at the time he was really big into tech and stuff and he like built his own computers and everything. I never did this before. So I remember I went to Walmart <laughs> and I got a Dell Inspiron 570 for, I believe it was like 500 bucks. It was this desktop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I actually was able to install World of Warcraft on it because, you know, later I realized that World of Warcraft graphics still and were not the best. Um, so, so I was like, you could pretty much run this thing on everything. But I was like, yeah. you know, I was like, I kind of like want to make it look better because I was playing yeah. at like low and medium settings. So I kind of just like started a Google around and I was like, oh, like, I guess like I'll upgrade this thing called the RAM. Uh, I thought upgrading my RAM would make my graphics look better. It didn't. Uh, so, so, so then uh, I was like, you know, I was like, what do I do? Like, cause you know, reading more and more, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, well, you know, you're not building, <laughs> you're not building a, uh, you know, a custom rig or using like this, like crappy, you know, Dell or so whatever. I must share what I played World of Warcraft on. So <laughs> go for it. My little brother played World of Warcraft, yep. and he then got right into building his his own PC. So same thing. Played World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. wanted like better graphics, better gaming experience. Got into yep. building his own PC. I met my ex many moons ago. It was like 2009, right? So, <laughs> um, and I remember one of the first nights we were chatting. He was telling me about himself, and he was like. So I used to spend a lot of my time playing this game called WoW. And I was like, I was like, shit, do I tell, like, do I tell him I know what that is? Right. Or like, is this like, I don't know how this is going to go. So I went world of Warcraft. And he's like, Oh my God, how do you know? So anyway, then it ended up like he also built his own PC and yeah. him and my brother used to play all the time. And then I would like join in on my like Sony Vio. It was like blue. Yeah. Like I got it cause it was blue and shiny. I would join yeah. in on my Sony Vio and they would scream at me to like, I was a frost mage, loved it. They were like, here's your freeze. I was like, it's timed out. And then they would like look over and be like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yeah, cause it's just come back. <laughs> and then, so I played for a good few years and I haven't played um, since because I've never had my own laptop since then. Like I've used work laptops. 
Yeah. Um, and obviously you can't download games on them, right? It was a cut. I think it must have been a year or two ago, though. My little brother got back into it. Nice. And um, I was able to play along on his PC. And it was so funny to see how we'd matured because he actually spent time teaching me. Yeah. Like, yeah. he, like, it was honestly like a moment of, wow, you've really grown up, David. <laughs> like, <laughs> because he was sitting saying, do this, do that, think about this, yeah. that. And honestly, when I was failing, he was like, it's okay, we can try again, try do this this time. And I was like, you are a changed person. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was that was my, um, and I'm thinking about getting my own machine now so that I can do nice. editing videos and stuff. And I'm like, cool. it's dangerous because... <laughs> Will I end up back on World of Warcraft? Because then you'll never see me again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, probably like maybe like a year ago. Nah, you know, it was probably less because I think it was during the, the uh, when the U.S. was really bad with the pandemic and stuff. So it's probably less than a year ago. Uh, well, the U.S. is still bad with the pandemic, but we won't get into that. So uh, when I first started, um, I think I like signed up for a subscription for a month um, and I logged back in. And I logged back in for like maybe an hour or two. And I was like, nah, I was like, I can't do it. I was like, I have to play catch up so much. And it's, it's one of those games where you can't just log in whenever you feel like it, like Call of Duty or something. Um, It's got to be a hobby. Like it's got to be like one of your key hobbies where you're spending a lot of time on it. Yeah. And I just, I just can't, I don't know. Like I could probably make the time, but I, I feel like I'll be sitting there like, uh, you know, what, what what am I doing with myself type of thing yeah um yeah and it's, it's yeah and it's funny like um I remember it was like a maybe like two or three summers ago um I was uh I, I was dating this girl and I realized that she uh she played World of Warcraft too so it was really fun it, it, it only lasted like a month but it was a fun month uh so we played we played World of Warcraft so <laughs> <laughs> so uh it's yeah. actually brilliant i swear i think world of warcraft was like actually one of no do you know what was like one of the very last nails in the coffin of my relationship along with many other that we will not go into um i mean many many uh is league of legends oh yeah oh my like no i can't i, I was just i mean things were bad things were very very bad but league of legends i was like no, that's it. That's a nail in the coffin. I'm not yeah. coming second to League of Legends. Like, come on. No. no, like I am worth more than that. I mean, honestly. Uh, anyway. I'm, I'm laughing because it's probably funny now, but at the time it wasn't. So I do oh. apologize. No, and it, now hilarious. At the yeah. time, I mean, soul destroying. <laughs> oh, anyway. boy. So, so you probably see my dog shaking in the background and you see this cone on her head because she just got fixed two days ago. So she's just not happy in general. Uh, so if you hear noises from her, I do apologize, but she's, okay. she's not pleased with me. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> so you started playing World of Warcraft. You got yes. Adele and Spyron and yep. you're like, I need to make this run better. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was... I was like, how can I do this? So I ended up getting a new power supply for it. I ended up getting a, I think it was a, it was like a NVIDIA 570, I want to say. Um, got new RAM, you know, got a cool new keyboard, cool new mouse. And then I was like, you know what? I was like, I enjoy this. Like, this is like really cool. Like going into the hardware and building stuff. And, you know, it was really cool. Um so then I decided to build my own desktop and, you know, even before that, I made the decision to go to school for uh, computer networking and security. So that was like a big major, uh, you know, cause I, I, at the time I didn't want to do computer science. Uh, I was very against the idea of coding. I was like, I'm never going to code. Uh, I don't like it at all. <laughs> so, you know, I, and this is before I didn't even know anything about it. I was like, Oh, it's just, I'm just going to be typing words all day. This doesn't sound fun at all uh, in my ignorance. So <laughs> So I, so I started to, uh, you know, get into school for that. <clears throat> and one of the things that like always kind of stuck out with me was, I don't know why I was just always in this mindset of like, I want to have a hobby that can turn into a career. Um, so, you know, when I was playing sports, I was like, I want to go to college for sports. You know, when I was bodybuilding, I was like, I want to do competition. I want to do this full time and blah, blah, blah. Um, excuse me. So it was the same thing. It was like, yeah, I was like, this is a hobby, but 
it kind of seemed like something that I could be more. Um, yeah. So when I was in school, you um, wanted to align your career with your passion, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like always been a thing. Uh, I don't even know why. Like I didn't I didn't learn it from anywhere. That's for sure. Um, it was just something that was like always internal. So <clears throat> I was working. I remember I was in school uh, Monday through Thursday and I was working at a nutrition shop on the weekends, um, getting paid a whopping $100 uh, for the weekend, uh, which was awesome at the time. Yeah, which was awesome at the time. Um, And then, uh, you know, I started looking on, I remember I was looking on Craigslist um, and like Indeed and stuff like that. I was like, man, I was like, it'd be real cool to get like a part-time tech job. So I was, I, I, I sent out like 200 resumes. Uh, I don't even know what resume, what it was at the time. Cause there wasn't anything tech on it. Um, you know, so oh, you should find that. I wish I, I, that was like, I don't even know how long ago. So I probably, it's, it's long gone. I should actually go through my old emails and see if I could find it um, for whatever email address I was using at that time. Uh, so, so you know, I was going through and I found this one for an IT consultant firm and they were looking specifically for somebody part-time. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I went in, interviewed, uh, somehow got the position. Um, <clears throat> so I was, at that time I was making a whopping $12 an hour, which was a big upgrade from $100 for the weekend. Uh, Cause I was working, you know, yep. 20 hours a week. So my job was a field, uh, field engineer, field technician, where I would go to different client sites and I would do things like um, maintain and upgrade their workstations. But a big part of what I was doing was Windows Server stuff. And I've never done anything with a server before. I really didn't know what a server was. So I was able to gain a lot of experience with that, um, you know, and then, you know, one thing led to another and I graduated and I got a new job and then just kind of built up from there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a really we spoke about this in our prep, didn't we? It was like, that's a really lucky thing that you found that. But also at the same time, you know, you had the mind to go and look for that. Exactly. And think this would work really well for me yeah. and it would be useful and to go cool and just see what opportunities were out there. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it was very much like, you know, I think your first job, to get your first job out of college, anything is like, there's always a bit of luck there because there's a ton of people interviewing for, you know, entry-level positions. So, uh, but yeah, like you said, it was also the simple fact that like, that's what I was looking for. Like, I wasn't like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm just going to go work a retail job or something while I'm in school. No, it was like, I want to find an IT job. Um, I want to get this experience while I'm still in school, which was awesome. Yeah. And you weren't held back. Right, right. So like by the thought that I've not done anything, you know, I've not, it was an IT consultancy firm. Yep. For, for and you didn't think well I've not done any of that so I'm not going to apply you just thought it's part-time right it's in tech yep. I'm studying that yep I'm just going to go for it exactly yeah um, yeah and, and at the time you know I was like yeah I was like I'm gonna get this job because like I built a computer so I'm obviously a genius uh so, <laughs> so, so I was like you know they gotta hire me right uh yeah and and yeah later later did I find out that nobody builds computers at work uh so there was that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Um, so do we want to talk about where you are now? Cause actually that might flow on quite well. Yeah. Um, or do we want to like t- delve into that IT pro, pro journey and, and I, which direction do you want to go in? Yeah, we could definitely go into the journey. Uh, I'll keep it a high level because obviously it's been years. Uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll kind of just tell about like the positions and stuff and like kind of what brought me to where I am now. Uh, with yes. A developer, a cloud developer. I, 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 you know, say that I do cloud development and DevOps and stuff. I should have asked you to introduce yourself at the beginning. Nah, it's and all I good. Forgot. It's all good. Clearly, I'm just out of practice. We'll get there, people. You'll find out who Michael is soon. <laughs> So, so, uh, you know, after that job, when I graduated, um, he offered me full time, but, uh, it was like 12,000 less than another company was offering me. So obviously took the other company, I got student loans to pay and I probably will for the rest of my life. Uh, so, so I was, you know, I took this job and it was at a consulting firm where I was a junior systems administrator. So I was doing things like checking the backups in the morning, active directory stuff, you know, helping users, um, all that stuff. I also dabbled a little bit into security there because I, I, 
uh, almost, I was actually training for it. I almost made the jump to the SOC or the uh, security operations right. department where I was going to do more like cybersecurity stuff. Uh, but I decided not to make that jump. Um, and if I did make that jump, I'm kind of curious where I would be right now. But so <clears throat> I was there for a little bit. Um, and then I wanted to move up again. So I went to an internal corporate company um, where I was a systems administrator doing a lot of the same stuff, but at a higher level, you know, I was, you know, doing a lot of server stuff and a lot of virtualization and all that. And that is where I found PowerShell. So I had a boss at the time, uh, my buddy, Carlos, he's still a very good friend of mine. And it's funny because he was my boss there. And at a later job, I was his boss. Uh, so, so it was funny. Um, so he taught me PowerShell. Uh, you know, he's the reason that I got into PowerShell because, because I was, I was at the same mindset where I was like, I don't want to write code. It looks dumb. Uh, so I was like, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, so he was like, you know, it can make your life easier and it's fun. Yeah. I said, all right. I said, I'll try it. You're my boss. So I guess I have to listen to you. Um, so I remember the first line that I wrote, it was something for like uh, getting a list of, of virtual machines running on Hyper-V. And I remember like running this code and I was like, like, I was like, I, I'm a coder now. I write code. Uh, so, I love code. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a code in my life. I'm a professional. Uh, so, so, you know, I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. So I bought PowerShell in a month of lunches. Um, that's where my journey started. I remember um, I, every lunch period, literally, I was like, PowerShell in a month of lunches. I'm going to do this on my lunch break. I would go across the street. There was like this really cool cafeteria with like seats and stuff. I would like grab, grab food and stuff and sit and eat real quick. And then the remainder of it, I would be reading and doing the hands-on labs at the same time. Cause I'd have my personal laptop. I always brought with me. So I did that. And then I got, you know, PowerShell tool making in a month of lunches and then PowerShell scripting in a, in a month of lunches came out. Um, you know, and then uh, I think it was uh, Jeff Hicks and Don Jones also wrote another one. Um, I forget exactly what it was called, but it was PowerShell uh, on lean pub. Uh, huge shout out to John, Don Jones and Jeffrey Hicks. Uh, you know, they, they definitely changed my career and I feel like they changed a lot of other people's careers as well. So at this point I was like, all right. I was like, I know what I want to do. Um, <clears throat> I was like, I want to write code. So at the, the place that I was working at, at the, at the time, uh, wasn't very open. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, you know, I was like, it's time to, to leave here. <clears throat> so I ended up getting another job. Uh, this was actually in the government sector, which was interesting. Uh, quickly realized I did not want to work in the government sector. So, <laughs> so you want to so, move fast. <laughs> exactly. If you want to move fast, don't go to government. Um, but the but one it's, thing it's, it's funny, right? Because the reason they don't move fast is because we don't go like people like us, we don't go. Yeah. Because people yep. go there and they get um, you know, their morale dips and things aren't moving as fast and you're not seeing a change. And at the end of the day, actually, government public sector are like the places that need this kind of thing the most, right? Yeah, um, I agree. It's, it's, a, it's a it's an interesting one um and it'll be interesting to see how that develops over the future because yeah, no, i absolutely agree it's it's you know what it's a it for me um if you want like a good pension and stuff uh it's a yeah, real good place yeah. to be um but if you want to move fast um yeah. and go somewhere else so yes. the really cool thing was i had like a ton of downtime all the time. Uh, so, so what I would do is literally every single thing that was done manually, even if they didn't use it in production, I was like, whatever, I'm going to do it anyways. Cause I have all this downtime. Every single thing I automated mm. everything in PowerShell, everything from the servers to literally, we had a whole bunch of Synology SANS uh, and Synology is awesome. Like it has like its own built-in Linux distribution and stuff. And it's really cool. It can connect to AWS S3 and Azure file shares and all that stuff. I was writing PowerShell code to manage the Synology NASs and to push push uh, files up to like S3 and Azure and all that ah, stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, it was interesting. So literally everything I could do, I was automating. So <clears throat> this was when I started to hear more and more about the cloud. Um, I, I had these two friends, uh, which I'm still friends with to this day. I've been friends with them for 
five, six, seven years or something. And we, we pretty much talk daily, I would say. Um, and they were like, you know, starting to learn about the cloud as well. And I was like, oh, I was like, what is this? Should jump into it, blah, blah, blah. So this is when I started to dive into the cloud. And at the time it was AWS. AWS was, you know, way, way more popular than Azure. Yeah. So uh, I started to search around and uh, I ended up getting a cloud engineer role. So I, I didn't really have any cloud engineering experience, but I went in and, you know, I did the five hour interview and I showed them my passion. Uh, and that's a huge thing. If you could show yeah. somebody your passion, uh, it's, a, it's huge. So they ended up hiring me <clears throat> and I ended up learning, you know, a lot of Linux and a lot of AWS. And I was pretty much spending 80% of my time um, in, in AWS and learning all about DevOps and, you know, uh, reading the Phoenix project and reading the DevOps handbook and, you know, diving into CICD and automation. And this is when I also picked up Python. Okay. So I was doing a ton of that. Um, and then, you know, my next role after that was a uh, DevOps engineer. Um, I, I would think I was there for like three months and then uh, I got promoted to a lead. So I was managing a team across the U S uh, and I was also still writing code. I would say it was like 80% man, 80% uh, technical, 20% management, give or take, yeah. um, you know, so I was there and stuff and I was doing all that. And that's like when I really started to ramp up and start to create more content and really get myself out there and all that, um, you know, and then it's kind of like fast forward to now um, where just all of those, all of those tools that I've used, i I realized that like, I wanted to be a cloud developer. You know, I wanted to go in, I wanted to do infrastructure as code. Uh, I wanted to do, you know, config, um, infrastructure as software for like using a general purpose programming language to build cloud services and all that. Um, and then even in that time, I also like wrote a few applications and stuff and, and did all that. But, you know, I, I like writing code like for applications and writing software and stuff. But my sweet spot, what I really enjoy is like cloud development, you know, write, like, writing code for different services and stuff like that. And and automation and all that so yeah yeah so uh so so, so moving moving up to now uh i don't have a job anymore so <laughs> so by choice right by choice yes yeah. yes by choice i um I, this was like the big announcement thing that you were talking about and I put it on Twitter and stuff. And uh, there's another announcement coming next week, which I can't talk about yet. Um, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Depends because right. <laughs> what date, what date is it coming? Cause I won't publish this until after the date. If you want. Let me see. I, I think it's coming the 22nd. I think. Um, Cause we can push this out to publish whenever we want. We can. Uh, it's a good you point. Trust me. Um, gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. It's fine. Um, yeah. So so we'll 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 keep in contact, and I'll let you know when yes. that when that. And comes I will out. drop yeah. this only when you tell me. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's good. So I uh, there's a few things. Yep. So the biggest one, I'll start off with the most exciting. Um, I have, I've been working with Mike Pfeiffer for a very long time. He's an Azure MVP over 20 yep. years of experience. I feel like everybody knows who he is. Really good guy. Um, so I am uh, officially a partner of cloud skills. So I'm, I own a portion of the company. Um, <clears throat> so I am, you know, my titles, you know, whatever partner and chief architect. So uh, I'm going to be helping him run the organization, uh, you know, where we're going to be focusing, you know, really heavily on real world uh, DevOps and, and cloud native enablement, where, Amazing. you know, a lot of, thank you. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, a lot of boot camps. a lot of, I'm actually working on a boot camp right now yep. um, for it. So, so we're going to be pushing hard on like that real world training. Yep. Um, we're also going to be breaking into a lot of consulting. So, Amazing. you know, it, it's funny. I was, uh, I'm actually going to pick up my phone because I was writing a lot of notes, you know, cause I'm still trying to learn like the business aspect of stuff. And, you know, Mike's really going to be focusing on a lot of the business and I'm going to be focusing a lot of the architecture and stuff. Yep. Um, so freelancing, you know, and having your own business, it's, you got to kind of pick a niche 
And that niche has to be something that's, you know, scalable, sellable, and in demand. Um, I'm not a salesperson. uh, So if somebody tries to ask me to sell something, uh, good luck to them. I wish them the best of luck. (laughs) So, so, but it's got to be something like you niche down on. So a lot of the things that I've been writing down is like, you know, what can we niche down on Mm -hmm. cloud skills, you know, so cloud native DevOps, cloud native uh, enterprise cloud, cloud and DevOps enablement. And I really like the cloud and DevOps enablement. And then, you know, I started to think about like, where, uh, you know, what's that one sentence that explains what we do? Because if mm-hmm. you can't explain what you do in one sentence, you got to yes. niche down. That's so, like me. I can't explain exactly. my role in one sentence. And exactly. my, goal, my goal this year is to like, get it down into like quite a short pitch. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but you, yeah. you're right. You need to be able to have that one sentence that clearly articulates what you do and what's the value that you bring. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's the whole thing. So, you know, I was really thinking about it. Uh, I was, I was getting a haircut a few days ago and I, and I was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, what, what is this? What do we do? So what I wrote down is I wrote cloud skills helps customers enable cloud native and DevOps practices without losing quality or efficiency. Boom. That's the whole thing. It is what we're doing is we're helping community members. We're doing content. We're coming in and helping you consult all from a cloud native and DevOps perspective to enable your organization to move forward without losing quality and efficiency. So we want to make you move faster and enhance your quality. So that's, you know, that's really what I've been thinking about. Um, So, yeah, so, so so that's the big thing, you know, I'm going out on my own. I'm I'm running a company, uh, which is cool. Uh, Luckily uh, it's really cool too. Cause you know, I'm, I'm I'm jumping in and running a company that is already established. Like Mike is already established. That's a really uh, cool opportunity. Yeah, which which is really, really cool. Um, so I'm also going to be focusing a ton of video content on Skylines Academy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm recording a ton of AWS stuff as we speak. Um, and then another thing, you know, I'm going to be focusing on a lot is mentorship. So I've, I've been having a lot more people reach out to me than usual asking me, like, how can I break into this? How can I do this? How can I do that? Um, so I, I want to focus a key thing on mentorship, you know, um, and, and I've been calling these uh, it really, really good blog posts. Shout out to Tom Hurst. Uh, look up uh, Tom Hurst betting with time. And he really goes into a lot of like, stop spreading yourself too thin, focus mm-hmm. on a few things at once. Yeah. So what I'm calling these things for myself is I'm calling them avenues and okay. I'm focusing on three key avenues. I'm going down three avenues and I'm going to drive down them for as long as the road allows me to. Okay. And then after that, I'll kick back and, you know, see where things need to go from there. So, yeah, so those are my three key avenues. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, so it's exciting. Cloud, so cloud skills, writing content for skylines and then mentorship. Yes. Yeah, I yep. love it. Do you yeah. know what? That's so. There's so much that's just come out of here that that, it's, that I'd like to pick up on. So one would be the passion as- aspect, right? And I totally yeah. agree, especially nowadays, and especially yeah. I would say in the cloud space. If you can, it's attitude over aptitude. Is that the right saying? Yes. Yep. If you and I absolutely agree. Um, even in in my job, I look for people when I'm trying to get engagement or push the Azure Stack portfolio within Dell, I look for those people who are open-minded, interested, excited about learning about something new. um, And and I roll with that. And the more you, you you know, you serve those avenues and then they grow. If you try and if I try and hit like the entire, if you think about it, Dell with its massive, massive, massive portfolio of things. If I try and get everyone on board, like, and I've been, you know, I've got experience of that now because I've been there over a year. It doesn't work. What always works, I think, is finding those champions. And it's so true the other way when you're being interviewed, if you can show your passion for learning, your passion to always be learning, to be solving problems, connecting dots, et cetera, that will get you so far. Please, like, I want to tell people who are trying to get into tech or want to make that next move. Yes, certifications and all this kind of and stuff are important. And definitely, like you said, try and carve out your own time to pursue that learning, whether your company supports it or not. But please, please, please just apply and speak to people for jobs. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You get a no, right? right? right. Or 
you speak to someone, you gain the experience of that type of interview, you maybe gain more information, you might still not get it, you've made a contact, you're in right. someone's, someone's, you know, contact book, etc. Yep. So I think passion is huge. And I think also, um, I mean, you don't need to do it. Um, like we had Mike on just in December, he describes mm-hmm. himself as like a born technologist, but he yeah. also says that like outside of work, he, he's not doing this kind of stuff. Right. Right. So, and that's the thing. There is literally space for all types of yep. people. Um, and I, I love your, your trying to angle your path, like trying to combine your passion and your career. Yep. And that's really interesting to me because um, I've been told since like when I started that I'm very entrepreneurial and yeah. the way I see it is that I think I am to an extent in that if you tell me you want to build business or you want to get stuff done and that it comes from working in like very small like company with a very small number of people mm-hmm. like I can do that like I can yeah. make that happen and I can move between different areas and sort yeah. of do that but I never see myself as, as being the creative person that has the idea Right, right. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think I had a similar sort of talk with myself beginning of the year. I was thinking to myself, how do I spend my time this year? Because 2020, I threw myself into everything because there was nothing else to do, right? Right. There was right. nothing else to do. And I found that these podcasts, I absolutely love. Like I get so much value and joy myself from them. And also helping out with Cloud Lunch and Learn. Yep, yep. Like I'm so passionate about helping out that team. Um, yep. So then I'm thinking, right, I'm going to need to set some limits to myself. I can't be churning out an episode probably every Friday anymore. Right, I right. want to really help out the Cloud Lunch and Learn team. And I want to do this. Yep. Obviously work as well. Yep. You know? So I, yep. think, I think I might take some of what you've said there and think about what my three avenues are that I want to. Yeah to go down for the year. I think that's a really cool way of looking at it. So I want to, I want to kind of go back to something that you said, and I need to humbly disagree with you. Um, you said that you're entrepreneurial, but you're not creating anything. Um, I disagree. You're, you've created a podcast. Mm, you've yes. created a YouTube channel. You have, yeah, I, I saw, uh, you have a talk coming up soon. Um, yep. for yeah, the, so um, that's going to be my first, uh, yeah. getting back into yep. talking. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else you're helping out cloud lunch and learn, you're doing all those sessions with them. So he, here's, here's the common mistake that I see when people want to be entrepreneurs, you know, and, and I feel like entrepreneur gets like such like a bad rap, like you're an yeah. entrepreneur, you don't make any money and you have a $2,000 suit on. Um, but no, <laughs> so when you, when you want to break out and do your own thing, that doesn't mean you have to create a product. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Actually, let me go back. You could create a product, but it doesn't mean that you have to create a piece of software. So for example, you're saying you're not creating anything, but maybe, maybe you might write an ebook on Azure Stack. I doubt. Yeah. Maybe you might, I don't know, create a video course. You're still creating a product and you're, you're still doing things like just because you're not writing software, it doesn't mean you're not creating something. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not writing software, but I'm, you know, well, I'm writing software, but I'm not like selling a product, um, for that software, you know, I'm not writing like the next Twitter or something like that. So, yeah, so I would, I would definitely kind of like flip that mindset a bit because I feel like that mindset will hold you back. Oh, Um, absolutely. It definitely, like I can tell that it definitely does as well. And you know, there is a massive, like the logical part of me, like for instance, if these tables were turned, I would do exactly the same to you. I am brilliant at picking out and helping other people sort of see their potential and sort of achieve their goals. But when it comes to myself, um, not so great, have massively improved over the years, but still but I'm aware kind of a bit more of the things that are holding me back. Um, Which is why I think mentorship is so important. Right. And that's the other thing as well. And I was thinking about this too. I really, I love to help people. I mean, when I was at uni, everyone used to come to me for their advice. Right. And like all my friends will tell you work relationships, career. I'm like, there, let's solve it. I can like do that. And I think it's important to remember as well that, mentorship I don't need to be in a certain position 
no. earning a certain money and be su- successful enough to mentor people. I can nope. absolutely mentor people right now with the the level of experience I have within my career and just being a female in tech, being a female, Agreed. you know, being a thirty three year old female. Like I, I like I have that experience, and it's funny Agreed. as well because we can link that back to being a personal trainer. Lots yep. of personal trainers have personal trainers. Yep, exactly. Yeah, all of like for example, you look at like the big bodybuilders like. Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, all of these guys, they, they, and all the girls, all the females, everybody, everybody, they, they weren't just work going to the gym and working out. Every single one of them has a trainer. Yes. They're not doing it themselves. They yep. all have trainers. Yep. They, they know how to do it themselves, but at the end of the day, you need a trainer to get yourself to that point. Um, and all, you need someone because when you're, you know what it's like when you're training for a competition or whatever, you can look at yourself and you don't see yourself. Exactly. You, you do not 100%. see yourself. So you need someone yep. to take that, to give you accountability and also to take, um, take sort of planning off your hands, almost like helping yeah. you to create that like plan and then checking yep. back in with you and saying, we've set this course. Our goal is over here. Yep. How are we doing? Do we need yep. to course correct, et cetera? And that's effectively what mentorship is. I, yeah, I would, no, exactly. I would assume. Exactly. And, and I think the big thing about like mentorship too, and like having a mentorship, having an apprentice, training somebody, anything, it's it's one of those things, right? Where, where, you know, again, it goes back to like the personal training and stuff and just the bodybuilding in general, where if you looked at yourself, then you were like, ah, I don't know, like, the, like my lats could, could have a little bit of work, like my bicep peak, not as good as I want. But now, like, you know, when I like look back at pictures from like five, six years ago, I'm like, dang, I looked kind of dope back then. I wish, I wish that I looked like that now. And it's the same thing with like, uh, um, uh, development and stuff like that. Like right now I constantly have imposter syndrome where I'm like, oh, I don't know this. I don't know that. But then I look back five years ago and I'm like, I didn't know 5% of what I know now, Mm. Um, you know, so, and and I think that's very important, like to be open and honest with yourself, um, you know, and and that's really what like brought me to this decision, you know, is, is, you know, I, I had a really, I sat down with myself at the end of 2020, I took a week and a half off. um, And I was like, why the heck am I so unhappy right now? Yeah. Um, why, why are things just not, I, I got all this stuff, you know, I'm making good yeah. money. I, I, I own a house. I, I have a great son, you know, I got all yeah. this stuff. Why what's happening? Um, you know, so I really sat down and I realized a few things. One, I can't tell you how many people reached out to me in 2020. They're like, Oh, I don't know how you did, how you do all this. Yeah, I can't. I can't do all of it again in 2021 because no, I burned myself out really yes. bad. Like I was, I was so focused on like building the brand and doing this and doing that and getting all this stuff out there that I kind of forgot about myself. And mm. you know, I, I, and and that's really where like the three key avenues come into play. It was like I, I'm happy that I did what I did because I feel like you know I built a good following and I met, I met a ton of great people. I mean, I would have never met you. I would have never met Gregor, Richard, Adam, Mike, everybody. I would have never met anybody unless I started doing this. So a a lot of amazing things. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yes. I would have never met anybody there. Um, if I, if I didn't do all of it, so it was really awesome. So I'm not complaining about it, but at the same time, I realized that, I need to chill out um, because like I ha- I need to go to the gym. Like, you know, I like to wake oh up at 5 a.m. and yes. I like to go to the gym. You know, I, I need to leave my house. Like, I yeah, need to exactly. Into, like walking and stuff. Exactly. Like, oh, yes. Like yep. I, do you know what? I feel the same. I did so much in 2020 and I, um, I would never not, I would never take it back because I met nope. you. I've met everyone. I started this podcast. It yep. mentally got me through the year. Yep, but exactly. me as myself, I put on a ton of weight, but not in a good way, right? Yep. I put on, yep. I wasn't in the gym building muscle. No, I was yep. on my couch watching Netflix, yeah. supporting the local takeaways. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and do you know what I've done? Because I almost like, I'm very an all or nothing person. So whatever right. I put myself into, it's all or nothing. And yep. what happened was mm-hmm. I put myself into all this stuff and yep. this didn't even maintain like any good habits 
it's right. like it's flat. Like if it was an energy, if it was a battery, it's it's flat. Like there's nothing yep. in that tank, and there's yep. nothing being put towards that area. And I'm the same. I need to think about how I'm going to use my time this year so that I'm also taking care of me as well. Yes. And yep. it's so important. Yep. I love how you said, I love how you said you took the time to think about why am I sad? Why am I yep. unhappy? Yep. So many people will try and cover over that. Get, I need to be more busy. I need to avoid it even more. Like, yep. you know, yep. no, I think it's so important that if you feel unhappy, if you feel sad, first of all, it's okay. Yep. Freaking especially like, like is okay. So many yeah. people, no matter what you see online, feel the same. I went through that yep. in 2020. And yep. you have to sit down. You have to realize it's okay. You have to admit it to yourself, to anyone, write it down. And yep. then you have to try and figure it out what is making you sad um, yep. and what's making you unhappy. And you know, sometimes yep. a way to do that is look at things that make you genuinely happy and are they mapping to what you're spending your time on? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and this is the whole thing is exactly like you said. Um, I like Twitter, but I don't like social media. And because, you know, here's the thing, like I'll tweet, but like, I know I'm never like posting like motivational stuff of like, Hey, if you just put in this extra time, you'll, you'll be successful. I don't really do that. I post things about like things that like I've done, things that I've made, things that like kind of put me in the right mindset and stuff like that. Um, so here's the thing that's crappy about social media is it makes you compare yourself to others. Um, and, and yes. it's awful. Like, don't compare yourself to others. Like, Whoever's watching this, don't compare yourself to me. Don't compare no. yourself to anybody because it's awful. It is such an awful way to get yourself in this mindset. The other thing too is, is that I feel like we kind of live in, in a world that like, how can I put it? It's almost like you can't be soft. You know, it's like, mm. you gotta be hard all the time. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be like, this is, this I'm is what grinding. I'm doing. I'm grinding 24 yeah, exactly. seven. Like, I'm smashing exactly. life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's not the case. Like I, I will humbly admit that, you know, there was a part of me that was very depressed in 2020. Like, yes. and, and even in that week, in that week and a half that I was off, you know, I was looking up like, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists in my area. Yeah just for somebody to go and talk to about like, yeah. Hey, this is kind of what's going on. I'm not really sure why. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. If, no. if you, if you want to go and you want to cry and you want to be like, man, this sucks. If you, anything like I, I can't tell you how many times I would just sit on the couch and be like, you know, why, 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 why do I feel this way? You know, yeah. who can I talk to about this? And I'm telling everybody out there, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with showing your emotion and sharing your emotion and, and understanding it because believe me if you try to just do more stuff and dive it deeper like i did it will just be 10 times worse i promise you it will be 10 times worse get it out there talk to somebody if yeah. you have family if you have friends if you want to go pay to talk to a psychiatrist or a yeah. psychologist do it it's perfectly cool. fine. It's perfectly natural. And I can guarantee you that 80% of the people that you're following on Twitter, go do that grind, man. They're, they're talking to somebody too. Their life isn't perfect. I promise. Yes. Yeah. So I think I spe- you could say this more about things like Instagram, but I think what you, we, we try and show social media is a filtered ver- version of our life. We yes. are showing it's a highlight reel. It's the positives, yep. right? Yep. So just like you just shared there, um, I, can absolutely sympathize because there was a time in 2020 and I don't think I've actually told anybody this. I kind of disappeared offline for a while. I was actually signed off my work. Now yeah. that's, and now for me, that is huge because I love my work. I love to work. Like yeah. it is um, like you, maybe not as much, but I've always followed roles and opportunities that excite me that I'm working yeah. with products that I love. Right. Yeah. And I got signed off work. I was, there was a few things that happened that really took the wind out my sails. And I think because of 2020, things were magnified and I lost, it was so strange. I lost all faith in myself. Right. And my faith to like my judgment of people, it was like, it was awful. And I've throughout my lifetime, I've definitely suffered with like low moments. I describe it as like trying to keep my head above water 
um, and, mm. and not really managing to, that's the kind of feeling, but I've right. always managed to get myself out of it. Always. Um, yep. I, I, you know, I've always been good at that in t- the summer in 2020, I could not, I couldn't get myself out of it. So mm. I actually took, um, sorry, Kizzy is trying to scent this <laughs> mug because it has ginger in it and she loves this. <laughs> if you hear that, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, no, you're good. But Dell actually um, were, are really great and they've got a whole load of services. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take up the offer of, it's like anonymous counseling calls. Right. And um, I actually haven't, I did not plan to tell anybody about this, but here we are. And I think it's important. Like that's what I'm very much about. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like fighting with her. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so I took that up. So you you, you call yeah. up, it's anonymous. You kind of explain what you're feeling, you're going yeah. through it. And then they assign your health you. insurance, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, they, I should actually do the same thing because uh, I've been having an issue finding psychiatrists in the area because everybody's so busy. I completely forgot about that. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually going to do that. I, I should do that. I need to look at my, my health insurance and do that yes, for sure. Yeah. Definitely do it. And I think as well, um, throughout 2020, loads of places have got themselves geared up to do like online and phone call yeah. sessions. I have to show you this. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's now rolling about on my desk. Actually, it's like you'd think it was catnip. I know. It's She's crazy. like, love, love me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be your therapy. Um, so anyway, I took that up and I was assigned um, a lovely lady called Maggie. And I had eight eight sessions and um, it was so funny because I had no idea what to do or what to say or how to use them. The first few calls were me thinking I didn't have a lot to say, shock horror, but speaking a lot. Um, And it was so, I can't express how helpful it was. Right, right. I, I cannot express, like we got to session six and she said to me, and it was around about the same, a few of my friends had actually said as well, they were like, we feel like we've got the old Lisa back. And yeah. she even said to me on the call, she was like, you sound so much more like positive and put together. Yeah. And I honestly don't think I would have recovered that quickly had I not taken up that that opportunity. So yeah, yeah I just want to say to anyone, um, it's not only you. Yeah. Social media is a highlight reel. Yeah. Um, being vulnerable is powerful. There's, yeah. if you, oh my God, I love talking about being vulnerable as being, yeah. as being a strength. There's yeah. a, a lady called Brené Brown. Mm-hmm. She's from America. Um, she's from Texas, I think. She oh, okay. um, has a lot of books about, um, about this topic and, and sort yeah. of it's, oh, she, she also uses this quote and I always forget it. It's about, it's about being in the arena and the yeah. people commenting, the people commenting on you are not in the arena. They are not in your world doing what you do, facing what you face, yeah. you know, getting knocked down and getting up again every day to yeah. try and like get to where you want to be. So don't yeah. listen to those people. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this podcast, by the way, has gone right off tangent, but it's absolute <laughs> fire. Absolutely. I I agree with you. And and yeah, you know what? I I definitely agree 100%. Um, You know, it's, I think a big reason of why we compare ourselves to others and why we maybe feel that we can't share and help people is also just because of like, kind of like how you grow up and like how things like are in your life and, and all this. Like, I can tell you, like I, for a long time, I chased money because I thought it would buy me happiness mm-hmm. because when I grew up, like I, I didn't really have parents to be honest. Uh, you know, I grew up very poor. Like I didn't have a lot growing up at all. So yeah. when I, when I hit six figures, I was like, Oh snap, I'm going to be super happy now. Mm-hmm. And when I just started to like move up in the pay scale, I was like, Oh, this, this next paycheck, that's, what's going to make me happy. Oh, mm. buying this thing. That's what's going to make me happy. Like I've, I've done, and I've done stupid things. Like I've went out and bought, you know, you know, like, or leased cars and trucks and stuff that were, you know, $70,000 cars because I thought, oh, 
that's what's going to make me happy. Um, you know, or if I go out and, and, you know, I, I don't know, whatever, buy something, oh, that's, what's going to make me happy. And that was a big part of, you know, my whole recovery process in 2020 was extrinsic happiness versus intrinsic happiness. And, uh, for those of you who are listening that, that don't know the differences, extrinsic is when you go out and you buy things and you think that they're going to make you happy. And, you know, you go out and you buy exactly yourself so you're getting whether it's likes on instagram it's buying designer whatever's or like cars that's extrinsic motivation it can also be it doesn't need to be negative you can genuinely get happiness and motivation from um other people or you know but what it can quite often be those type of things exactly yes yes and and you know and it's it's like to give you to give the scenario no you know you, you go out and you buy this like 120 dollar pair of adidas and you're like oh man this is what's going to make me happy i'm going to look cool now um and then after like three four days you're like up oh, there's just a pair of shoes yeah same thing with everything right else you back buy. to zero doesn't it like exactly. it doesn't sustain it doesn't yes sustain. it does not sustain at all so then what i started to realize was all right i need more in- intrinsic happiness so intrinsic happiness are the things that keep you happy all of the time. Yeah. So for example, talking to people keeps me happy. My puppy keeps me happy. Going to the gym keeps me happy. The thing that didn't keep me happy was having a full-time job. I realized that I am not a full-time employee. I'm just not. I Unless I really have to, I don't think I'll ever go back to being a full-time employee. Mm. Um, so quitting my job brought me that intrinsic happiness because now I'm able to work on and focus what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I'm able to go and consult for who I want to consult for. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, it's not always going to be like that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you got to pick up something and, you know, just to do it, to, to put those cash reserves back in the bank and all that, um, you know, but yeah, like I, I, now I'm on a path that I'm doing what makes me happy. Um, now, hopefully that path doesn't make me a hobo, but <laughs> if, if it does and you guys don't see me for a while, uh, <laughs> please come find me under a bridge somewhere because I need assistance. And get, but, give, you, give you a job. Yeah, yeah that, that, then, then please give me a job. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm kind of doing these things that it's like, like, for example, you know what, after this call, I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to take an hour and I'm going to go clean the house a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I want to, you know, hang out with my puppy for a little bit because she's already pissed off at me as is because she yeah. got fixed. Um, you know, so I want to kind of like go hang out with her and stuff a little bit, um, you know, and want to have some lunch and stuff. So, so these are all these things that like I'm doing for myself because like this is, I am now the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in control of my destiny. You know, mm. I'm not working at a full-time job where they're like, you know what, you got to do nine to five. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's just those things that like bring me happiness, you know, like for example, maybe last year I would, I would make the mistake of, and this was a huge mistake on my part. I would make the mistake of, you know, like when I was with my son and stuff like that, um, I was always focused on other things. I was never giving him a hundred percent of my attention, not purposely, yeah, but because I was always thinking, you know, Oh, what is this next thing? What am I going to do next? What am I yeah. working on this and that? And, and it's awful. You know, like you don't realize it. Um, and they probably don't realize it, but I want to, you know, give my son, you know, 100% of that attention. You know, I don't want, I don't want to be thinking about work all the time and yeah. this and that and the next thing, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah, you know, I want to really just, just those focus points. And I think that once, once you come to reality with yourself of the things that you're doing wrong, the things that you're doing right and how to fix them, you're more at ease, you know, yeah. nothing's ever going to be perfect. Life is never going to be perfect, no. but you're going to feel more level-headed for sure. Yeah. And also when you pinpoint those um, focus areas, then what you need to do is you need to kind of be really strict to yourself. So if something comes along or distraction comes up or whatever, and it's not in those focus areas, you have to say no. And going back to happiness, right? Happiness is not a destination. Happy is something that you work at every day and that you have to sit there. Like, do you know what's a really good um, thing to do is to sit down with a notepad and write about all the things that make you happy. Like things where there's like phone call with so-and-so Saturday morning coffee reading a book 
doing X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, have that like somewhere really easily accessible and make sure that each week you're planning something like that into your week. Um, Because happiness is not a destination. It's something you have to work at every day. Um, And if you base happiness on a date or a thing, you will never achieve it. It's true. Um, true. So so you you 110% do it. And for those people who, like myself, who are working for an employer, you have to really take response. I mean, I'm really, really lucky. Um, I do not need to be stuck to my desk nine to five. I pretty much am these days. But as long as I get my work done, I'm connecting with people in all different time zones. So so it's fine. But what I need to be really mindful of doing this year is planning my weeks and putting something in for me. You know, whether it be like these projects or the cloud lunch and learn, or I started horse riding um, nice, and I'm, nice. unfortunately with the lockdown they've stopped and I'm I'm so annoyed but I'm yeah. I know 110% I'm going to put a lot of my time into that this year and sure. but it's you have to take ownership for it right like no mm-hmm. one's going to parent you you have to parent yourself yeah. so you almost have to be like like you might make up a plan for one of your kids like yep. you know like school nursery like exactly. what you're going to do you have yeah. to be like you have to do that for yourself yep. um make sure you're getting your own play dates you know like make yep. sure you're doing all the kind of stuff that you would, you've got to look after yourself. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, and it's even things that like, you know, th- these aren't things that you have to go and spend money on either. Like for yeah. example, uh, you know, my plan for, you know, I, I have my son this weekend and uh, you know, so what, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the zoo and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm actually scared to do things at this point. Cause I know like the U S is just in awful shape, uh, with COVID and stuff. And, you know, yeah. they're probably going to have a lockdown pretty soon. So a part of me is like, I want to get them out of the house and do stuff. The other part of me is like, I don't know if I should. Um, but if I do decide to do it, you know, I want to get out there. I want to do them these things. And when he goes back to his mom's house Sunday night, um, I'm planning, you know, some time for myself where I have a new bottle of whiskey. Uh, yeah. I want to sit on the couch and I want to watch Hulu. That's what yeah. I want to do. That's yeah. what I want to do. You know what yes. I mean? So, so I don't even have to spend money. Like I just, I want to plan out that time. Like, exactly. Notifications. By the yep. way, I, I don't have notifications on my phone. It's causing me a little bit of a problem yep. right now, but yep. it is a godsend. I no longer sleep with my phone in my room either. That's good. Um, That's good. That's yes. good. Yeah. You have to seriously, these things seem trivial and they yeah. seem hard to do, but you have to take responsibility for mm-hmm. what you're choosing to consume when you're scrolling, all these kind of things. You have to yep. put boundaries in place. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, and another great thing that you can do is delete Twitter off your phone for a few hours, delete mm. LinkedIn off your phone for a few hours and just leave it there. If you don't want to get any notifications and you're scared that like you're going to pick up your phone and look just out of mm. habit, delete it off your phone, reinstall it when you feel like it. That's yeah. all. That's I was all. thinking about doing um, something similar for like Sundays, like Sundays, no yeah. phone days or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I, I honestly feel like phones uh, give us more depression. I really do. Um, I think it does. You know, we're, we're always, again, we're always looking for that extrinsic happiness. Yeah. Did I get a notification? Is anybody friending me on LinkedIn? Uh, did anybody like anything on my Instagram? Yeah. It's awful. It's such an awful, it's such an awful time to live right now. (laughs) It's why you have to be so aware of it and its impact. And then really do be be responsible about it and put things like, like I had, I've like, I've been consciously like on Instagram. I'm like, why did I follow this? Am I really that interested? And just being like, it like, no, you don't have any fear of missing anything out. Unfollow. Yep, exactly. You know, you you have to like take responsibility for that. Anyway, we have spoken for a full 60 minutes and it has been, (laughs) you know, for the fear I felt, like I told you I was nervous about this Mm. this episode because it was the first one back in the year. And it's funny, anytime I take a break from these and I think that's why I've not taken a break because anytime I take a break, I get really nervous. I start to question myself. What are you doing? Who do you think you are? so many people have started so many people have started youtube and podcast now yeah. what's different about you what do you do you don't have anything to add yep. and it's so so then i'm like booking the next one booking the next one like publish 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 yep. um but i can't do that this year so I, yeah. I i but this has been amazing yeah well for everybody out there that if you feel like you don't have anything to contribute uh feel like everybody's doing what you're already what you're already thinking blah 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 don't feel like that it's 
let me let me let me tell you something that I realized uh, when creating content. The content that I create, it's not unique. I'm not I'm not doing something that nobody else has done. Uh, you know, the the Azure courses and the DevOps courses and the cloud development courses stuff. When I'm talking about Python or Go, everybody else has talked about Python and Go already. The key thing is this: you are bringing your perspective. People want to watch your content for your perspective. That's, listen, you know, you look at huge YouTube channels like Network Chuck, almost a million subscribers. Network Chuck isn't talking about something that hasn't already been talked about before. Mm-hmm. He's putting it in his perspective. Yeah. And, and that's what's very important. So if you want to help people, get out there and do it. I'm not saying you got to, well, no, I'm actually telling you specifically, don't do this. Don't go and do videos, blogs, podcasts, YouTube, all this stuff. Don't do everything at first because you're Mm going to burn yourself out and you're going to feel depressed. Pick one thing. You like writing, go start a blog. You like talking like this, start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, start small, go out there, start helping people, start adding people on Twitter, add Lisa and I on Twitter, ask us questions, whatever. Um, You know, just, just, just start it. If you want to start it, go ahead and do it, but don't feel like you got to just do it all at once. And please, please, please do not feel like you can't do it because everybody else is already doing it. Because guess yes. what? I'll let you in on a little secret. Everybody that's creating content is creating content that's already out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. So yeah. true. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't express the amount of value that I have taken personally from doing this. And I, have made so many friends and it, yep. then you've got, then you've, you've built your, your network, right. That you can go yeah. to and ask questions and get support and get different perspectives. Yep. And that's so important in this day and age. So important. I yep. agree. I agree 100%. So yeah, if you um, have resonated with anything that we've spoken about today, like leave a comment. If you don't want to leave a comment, like reach out to me or Michael like we'd be really happy to talk to you about it. I'm so glad that we had this conversation. Just Thanks. so you just so you guys know, pretty much the last half of this talk, if was not actually <laughs> from after your tech career was completely unplanned, right? Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't even think we wrote down any notes about no, any of this. <laughs> not at all. I'm like looking at my notes on my screen and I'm like, well, this is not what we discussed. <laughs> but um but again, this is why I love this. I try and never have it, like it's never scripted anyway. It's like rough areas of discussion because this I think is value, like it's valuable to me. For so sure. I hope it's valuable to someone else. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And, and like you said, Lisa, if anybody has any questions, please feel free to reach out. Um, you know, I may, I may not, I may not uh, respond right away, but within 24 hours, I'll respond. Yeah, I need to get better on my responding game. <laughs> bear with me because I am trying to get that balance of not having notifications right but still engaging with people so I think I'm going to get to a point where I set like a regular amount of time just to reply to people um not that I'm saying I get loads of messages or anything but um so happy new year everyone thanks so much for joining Michael for sure love this episode thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Lisa at the Edge If you like my content and you want to show some support, please check out my Patreon or buy me a coffee. The links are in the description below. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.